This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Happy 2022, friends. Hope everybody has jotted down their goals, their resolutions, put all of anything negative that happened in 2021 in the rear view, and uh, hope you're focused and ready to go in your day-to-day, and I guess here on the Workday Red Zone, too. We'll try. We'll try to start off 2022 with a bang. We'll see what happens. We're here with you for the next two hours. And we appreciate you tuning in here with us on the Ticket Radio Network. Of course, we're also streaming online at 953theticket.com. And you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app and search for KNEA. If you want to shout at us today, call us 870-930-3776. Or you can also shout at us on social media, facebook.com slash 953. The ticket is one place to head. You can also interact with us on social media. Uh, I just said that. I'm losing my mind. Uh, so Facebook, also on Twitter, Kara underscore Richie, or you can use the hashtag WDRZ. Off to a fantastic start here. I'm Kara, joined in studio by producer Kate Carlton. Good afternoon. Apologies in advance. I haven't talked to anybody but my dog in like 48 hours. So Yeah, I realized, uh, I, I don't know what the last day, I think it was like December 18th, the last time I did the radio show. Yeah. So, December 17th, sorry. So you're. I bet you're really feeling... Ready today. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to go out and people yesterday and lost my debit card in like 20 minutes. So that's where I'm at (laughs) mentally. I I have no idea what words are going to come out of my mouth today. We'll figure it out. Again, uh, we're here with you today until 2 o'clock. And a big bulk of our program is going to be recapping, well, a whole lot since we talked to you most recently. Of course, we didn't go like the entire holiday without talking to you here on, on the Workday Red Zone. We did catch up with you Wednesday. Uh, we were we had a one-day work week the week before that, uh, so uh, we have talked to you a little bit, although I will warn you in advance, not just for today, but for the rest of the week as well. I have no idea how I'm going to be able to handle five solid days of work, <laughs> ten whole hours of radio. Uh, Friday's show might be gnarly, just giving you a heads up uh, way ahead of time, because again, this brain has not done a lot of thinking over the past few days, so it could uh, it could get a little bit rough. Catching up on some headlines that we missed. Uh, Arkansas State men's basketball cruising to a win in their Sunbelt Conference opener. That was Saturday at First National Bank Arena when they topped Georgia Southern 74-56. to So Red Wolves claimed their third straight win behind a Norchad O'Meara double-double and 15 points apiece from Desi Seals and Marquise Eaton. So now the Red Wolves 1-0. And Sunbelt Conference played 10-3 and on the season. Fans can hear the latest on the team at tonight's basketball season premiere of Live with the Red Wolves at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. So, attention members and guests. Uh, you can hear the latest news on the team from head coach Mike Bellotto. Uh Also, uh, he'll be joined by a special player guest, and that will begin at 6 o'clock. And if you can't make it out, of course, you can also tune in on 107.9 K-Fine or your K-Fine app. Uh, meanwhile, the A-State women's team did not play Saturday. Their contest against Georgia State, Get It Together Panthers, Uh, was canceled due to COVID-19 concerns within Georgia State's program. So the Red Wolves did, however, come up short in their league opener. That was back last Thursday, losing at Georgia Southern by the final of 84-75. to Almost, almost able to claim back-to-back, come-from-behind winners 
for Arkansas State, but the rally fell short, and we'll look over some uh, news and notes, stat leaders and all that uh, for both the women and the men coming up throughout the course of the program. Arkansas football, well, they closed out their season with a win. 24-10 to was the final over Penn State in the Outback Bowl. Really good day for K.J. Jefferson, just efficient in the pass game, but big day on the ground, rushing for 110 yards and a touchdown. Of course, we'll go over some of the highlights of the bowl slate as well. We know what the national championship game is going to be, which will be coming your way next Monday. So we've got a week to talk about whether or not Kirby Smart can become just the second former Saban protege to be able to give a win over his former head coach. But uh, we've got, again, a week to repeat that storyline. So we'll probably be a little light on the preview today and more on the recap of all of the wild and wonderful things that have happened in some of these college football bowl games over the past several days. As far as today, though, more a KavanaughCars.com topic than necessarily a question. I just want you all, your challenge today, if you choose to accept it, I guess I should say, I want you to give us a sports prediction that you know will be an absolute lock in 2022. You're going to put it out in the universe today, and it is going to happen at some point in time this year. Obviously, this can be a uh, local prediction, whether you want to speak something into existence for your favorite college or high school team. You can tell us who's going to win a NBA, NFL, MLB championship. Tell us about different player predictions. But anyways, uh, just whatever direction you want to end up uh, running with on this one, well then, hey, there you go. The floor is yours. Again, give us your boldest sports prediction that you think is a lock coming up in 2022. We did a little bit of recapping and reflecting on 2021 when when we were here with you last week, but uh, we looked at that more from, you know, an Arkansas State perspective. When you look at some of the multiple things that, that happen across the course of 2021, you know, some of these things are probably things we could have said, you know, we knew were going to happen coming into the year, but you know, some other things might have been a little bit more surprising. It wasn't necessarily a surprise that Tom Brady won another Super Bowl ring in February because, come on, it's Tom Brady. But it was a little bit of a surprise in that game that the Bucks just obliterated the Chiefs. That was not a good Super Bowl. When you're yeah. going back and, and thinking about, you know, the Super Bowls that you would watch again and again and as a casual fan, uh, that one does not, <laughs> it does not land on the list because the Chiefs had no offensive line and it was just, the only good thing about it was, you know, the following Brady storyline. Uh, there was no way to predict going into 2022 that we would see Tiger Woods have a car crash that looked like it was going to not not even change the trajectory of his career, but like that looked like a life-changing crash. That looked like Tiger Woods is going to have to have a walker for the rest of his life. And of course, even in February after that happened, who would have predicted that you get to the middle of December and we saw Tiger back out on the course. You know, it wasn't uh, necessarily a major championship, but he and his son Charlie more than held their own at the PNC Championship, which again was something that was absolutely unfathomable just 10 months before. We saw the rise of Shohei Otani in 2022, which I don't know how many people predicted that because... He's just the type of, of baseball player that we haven't seen in, I can't do the math. How long ago was it that Babe Ruth played? <laughs> yeah, a while. 
it seems like any type of fun statistical nugget we saw about Otani was, oh, he's the first player to do blah, 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 blah since Babe Ruth. That was almost constantly the comparison, which is absolutely wild because you don't ever predict things like that happen. Uh, We saw some major headlines, you know, individually in terms of Simone Biles having to withdraw from the Olympics, in terms of, uh, you know, in, in tennis, Naomi Osaka withdrew from a couple of major events. So we saw mental health talked about nationally more than we probably had in in years of course uh going back to the beginning of of 2021 and looking at college football I don't think anybody would have said oh well Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the SEC by the time the year ends which of course they haven't technically made the move yet but they're future SEC members and that was something that came out of a left field it seemed like to anybody who wasn't in the know when you think about the highlights of the year prior. There were other, other, you know, stories that happened. You think about all the different championships that were won, you know, the Braves being able to get a win, uh, some of the things that happened in the NBA with, with Giannis and, and the Bucks being able to get a win. There were some great storylines all over. Um, in college football or college athletics in general, we saw different shifts in 2021 that are going to continue to be the major stories in 2022 with name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal. Damn. Um, I'm really hoping there's not any major changes to college football in 2022 because I think it's going to take a good three or four years to process the ones that happened in 21 in terms of the realignment and being able to sign name image likeness deals and being able to uh, enter the transfer portal and not have to sit out, which by the way, I guess guess the the transfer portal clocked out for the holidays because I don't remember seeing a lot of news regarding the portal. Uh, during bowl season, during the holidays, which, to be fair, I, while I was away from work, I tried to keep the social media activity and all to a minimum and, like, read a book as opposed to just hitting refresh on Twitter for eight straight days. So maybe I, I overlooked it. But it certainly seems like it is back up and running with a with an intensity this morning as it seems like I've already seen several higher-profile player, higher players uh, put out notes that they would enter the portal. So all in all, when you think back about, you know, some of the national stories that happened across across the course of 2021, it was it was undoubtedly a wild year. So when you size up all of that, what does that mean for 2022? Again, we'll let you guys figure out your bold predictions. Uh, again, the the challenge for you today, give us a sports prediction that you know will be a lock in 2022. Uh, we'll hit pause here. Phone lines open during the break, 9303776. But we'll come back and uh, we gave you some A State headlines at the beginning of the show. We'll go a little bit more in depth on how Arkansas State men's basketball beat Georgia Southern. Uh, we'll do that when we come back. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 953 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 953 The Ticket on Twitter. Pico Foods in Pocahontas is offering you the chance for a great career. Pico Foods has general labor and skilled position job openings now with the opportunity to grow. Pico Foods has a variety of schedules available, is family owned, and is a second chance employer. And most important to you is this is a job you will not want to leave. Plus, Pico offers amazing sign on award and referral. 
programs where you could easily earn thousands of additional dollars. Apply online at www.picofoods.com slash careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326. That's picofoods.com slash careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326. Also, Pico has weekly on-site job fairs at the plant in Pocahontas every Wednesday from 8 to 10 a.m. and 2 until 4 p.m. Get yourself a great career with ample opportunity to grow and earn thousands of additional dollars with incredible sign-on award and referral programs by applying at Pico Foods today. Registration is going on now at East Arkansas Community College. There's never been a better time to enroll in classes at EACC. If you want to make a change in the new year, let EACC help you get there. Many programs are available to get you trained and to get you to work. Free money for spring is available for students enrolled in six or more hours. Apply online at EACC.edu, visit the Wind Center or Main Campus in Forest City, or call 870-633-4480 to get registered for spring classes. Spring classes begin Tuesday, January 8th. Don't wait to get registered. Go to EACC.edu or call 870-633-4480 today. At First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, it is important that we are where you are. You see, it's not only about offering the latest in banking technology, it's also about being there for you. We pride ourselves in having multiple locations where you are never far from one of our offices. We know it's important to you that from time to time you visit with us personally about a product or service or just a question about your account. We know the convenience of that service is important. You see, it's not just about the products we offer, but it is also about convenience. That's why we are where you are. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDI. It's been extended. The Central Family of Dealerships is in a close battle to be the number one dealership in the region. That's right. Bigger than Memphis, bigger than Little Rock. Central has promised to put everything into this weekend to make sure they come out number one. So you're going to get the best prices from the best dealerships in the region. Central Chevrolet, Central Nissan, Central Toyota, Central Buick GMC, and Central Ford in Truman. The Central Family of Dealerships, the final days of the year, have been extended through Wednesday, January 5th. Hurry in for your best deal now. Right now, we all feel a little disconnected. For seniors living alone, the isolation can be overwhelming. Connect with an older loved one and have the conversation of a lifetime at storycorpsconnect.org slash AARP. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. back to the Workday Red Zone as we continue to try and get settled in here on the sports, on the Ticket Sports Network. See, I can't, I don't even know, I don't know what we're doing today. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton here with you. Phone lines are open if you would like to save us from ourselves. 9303-776 is the number to call. And we'll dive into some A-State talk here in just a moment. But uh, the question, or I guess the topic for you today, give us a sports prediction that you know will be a lock in 2022 of course topics questions what have you new year same great sponsor and that's always brought to you by our friends at cavadawcars.com looking at you know a state and their performance from over the weekend didn't get to play on thursday which was a shame because georgia state you know you look at schedule or records probably isn't going to blow you away but they are the highest ranked 
team in the Sun Belt in Ken Pomeroy's ranking. So that would have been a nice, good challenge to start off the league slate. Uh, Georgia Southern, not ranked quite as high, but still what was expected to be a somewhat okay challenge for A-State. I think the Red Wolves were, were favored in this one, but only by like three and a half or so. It certainly was not supposed to be a blowout, and it was. It really was. Uh, this game could have easily been a much higher margin of victory. Again, it was 18 points, which is nice in conference play, but, but A-State had about a six-minute lull at the end of the first half where they, they started the game, they got up big, and then they just did not close out the first half strong, and we saw Georgia Southern come back and, and make it a contest at the half, only for Arkansas State to kind of refocus, recenter, get it back together at halftime, and end up uh, more or less just quite frankly blowing out the Eagles in the second half. Um, it was just, again, a, a five-point margin at halftime. Could have been more, should have been more. But all in all, uh, A-State did a, a lot of things well in this game. Most notably, you know, if you want to talk stats for a moment, Georgia Southern came into this game ranked ninth nationally in field goal percentage. They were hitting right at about 50% of their shots. That's a, that's a great number. And Arkansas State held them to their lowest percentage this season from the floor. They just made 37% of their shots. They only hit two threes. Um, they didn't shoot well at the line either, but that's, you know, A-State doesn't really have any control over that. A-State just, uh, uh, just you just handle your own business there. A-State forced them into 20 turnovers and had a, a really good number of steals in this game, 12 steals in the game, and just did a lot of things defensively that were good to see in this one. Of course, offensively, they were, look, they were powered by, I guess you would say, the the usual suspects at this point in time. And really, the way for A-State to win all season is not... They don't have to do anything crazy or fancy or anything like that. You need, basically, a okay to good day defensively. You need Omir to stay out of foul trouble. And you need Desi and Eaton to shoot it okay. Like, that's it. You don't have to do anything crazy. It's not like Arkansas State this season is going to have to do just these astronomical insane things like shoot at 60% from three or be able to get to the line 45 times. No. Play okay defensively. Let Omir be Omir. And Eaton and Sills do their thing. And that's it. And you're going to win more games than not if you just go with that simple recipe. And guess what? That all happened Saturday. We talked about the defensive numbers. Omir only picked up three fouls. So that means he was out on the court almost 30 minutes, which is just a good target time for him. And he finished with 18 and 11. So another double-double. The 23rd in his career out of 36 games. This is just, this This should be what Omir's numbers look like every night. I mean, if he wants to put up 30, okay. If he wants to end up with 16 <laughs> rebounds, okay. But, but if you get this performance from Omir, more often than not, that's going to put you in a position to win. Just a double-double, have him out there at least 30 minutes or close to it, and you're going to have success. Uh, he did. Uh, he got to the stripe a decent amount, hit all of his free throws, which was nice. And he did finish up six out of eight from the floor, but for the majority of the game, I mean, he was six out of seven at one point in time, so he hit almost everything he got an opportunity to, which is amazing. Desi and Marquise, both with 15 points apiece. That's some, some great work there contributing. And then, uh, you know, for A-State to continue to be successful, you need somebody else in double figures. Caleb Fields was able to do that, so... A-State getting the win. 
and just again a lot of of solid contributions throughout the Red Wolves are now up to 10 wins on the season and I feel like people aren't really paying attention to this game and I guess that's somewhat fair because how do you adequately size up a team who has multiple wins against Lyon College or Blue Mountain College or you know programs that are not at all at, at their level and you don't I mean you don't certainly knock them for those wins but you can't credit them too much either because those are games that teams at the d1 level are supposed to win and win handily but i still feel like this team is is being slept on just a little bit so if if you haven't started paying attention to a state men's basketball yet if you haven't quite flipped the switch from football to to basketball season there are in my opinion several reasons you should come out and, and start supporting this team notably you know the really, really, really good player from Nicaragua. But also, <laughs> you've got the local tie-ins with Desi and Marquise and, and Avery Felt. But one thing I've liked about this team over the past, oh, three or four games is is just how they played defensively. I guess it'd probably be for about three and a half games because they didn't play the first half well defensively against Texas Tech. But against Air Force, against Georgia Southern, obviously against Lyon College, it seems like they've really had things rolling on that end. And throughout the season... They've actually done well in terms of three-point defense. I mean, throughout the season, they've been good on that. So if you're looking for a reason to to get on board, you know, I think what they've started to do in terms of turning the corner on the defensive end is really, really encouraging and should hopefully uh, make some people want to get out just, just a little bit more. If you want to be a naysayer, I will tell you that that personally, I am still concerned about the turnover number. A-State, while they forced 20 turnovers, which is great, on Saturday, they still coughed it up 18 times. And when you look at the guys who are your primary ball handlers, like, that's that's just too many. Which, to be fair, you know, Eaton just had one turnover. Caleb Fields just had one turnover. But, honestly, you want to see just a, a couple less than three from, from Desi. And then Omir, you know, when he gets those passes inside, he's got to be able to to be a little bit steadier with him. Six turnovers there is, is more than he needs to have. So again, he's still learning. He's going to get better. But the turnover number at some point in time this season has just has got to come down for Arkansas State. I'm also slightly concerned about the Red Wolves shooting this year because I guess, I guess it's just trying to figure out, you know, was all of last year in aberration or, or is it this year? Because this was... Again, this was one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country last year. And every single player who made a three last season is on the team this year. So you shouldn't be dropping as much from a three-point shooting percentage from last year to this season. You also, you know, at the beginning of the year, Coach Bellotto said, hey, I want to see this team shoot it more because of how well we can shoot the ball. And, and they haven't. I think they're maybe second to last in the Sun Belt in three-pointers made per game. That's not a stat I, I expected to see. And I'm not sure what the issue is there. You know, is this something where they just need to shoot through it? And then maybe we look back at the end of the season and those numbers and those percentages have, have kind of normalized a little bit in compared to last year. Or again, was last year kind of a mirage and maybe this team isn't quite as as good shooting it as... We thought they were going to be. We won't know that answer for a few more months, but it is kind of a, an intriguing wrinkle to this year about, about how they're, they're not shooting it as well. 
and I'm really surprised by that. We don't have any post-game audio for you today from Mike Bellotto, uh, but we do anticipate, you know, there, there's going to be a Zoom for both Bellotto and uh, Destiny Rogers tomorrow, so we'll be able to hear some audio from the coaches then. I will say the end of Saturday's game at First National Bank Arena was kind of clunky. You had like three technicals in the last minute. It was, uh, I'm glad nothing actually got out of hand there. Uh, it was just kind of a weird situation, but it's over, and A-State is not going to play Georgia Southern again this year unless the teams match up in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. So you look at A-State overall, they are up to 153 in the net rankings, and that gets updated every day, by the way. So this is an, an old ranking. This is current. And they finished last year at 239. So you do see some improvement there, but it would be nice to see this team ranked, say, like in the top third of basketball. And that's not that far away. You get to 120 and you're there. Going to have a really big test coming up this week when they face the Louisiana schools. I think the Cajuns are, you know, one of the better ranked schools in in college basketball. Or, excuse me, in, not in college basketball, but in the Sun Belt in, in men's college basketball. Yeah. So, so uh, the challenge will increase and you'll get a better gauge on whether or not this team can make some noise in the Sun Belt this year, or right now, if the rankings and the stats and all of that are just really inflated due to the schedule they've played at this point. Again, we'll find that out later on this week. Looking around the league, there were, I think, five total games or teams impacted. Georgia State is the only team who hasn't played at all so far. There are five teams that have just played one game. And everybody else played their full schedule over the weekend. Uh, Louisiana and UTA are both 2-0. ULM and Georgia Southern are both 0-2. And everybody else in between them. <laughs> so, so uh, obviously not, not much. After one weekend, there's not really any separation in the league. Because, I mean, come on, it's one weekend. But it'll be interesting to see how this season plays out for Arkansas State. And, of course, around the Sun Belt as well. Um, let's see if I had any other notes that I was going to share. We could tell you all about where Omir ranks nationally, but you guys can look that up for yourselves. Spoiler alert, it's, it's pretty high on some categories. He's like fifth in the nation in field goal percentage and like sixth in double doubles and 11th in rebounding. Uh, still good, turns out. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I, I don't think... He'll win the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week award this week. One, because it would be three in a row. And two, I would imagine there's somebody out there who played two games, who had two good games, two good opportunities to kind of pad stats, and they'll get it. But uh, but who knows? I could be wrong. So far, though, definitely living up to the hype is the preseason player of the year. If you go in and look at where he's ranked statistically, uh, there's a lot of good things. I will say one thing I do want to, you know, I guess brag brag on him about or just, you know, tip your cap to him about is is the free throw shooting. He got he got clobbered a lot at the end of that Georgia Southern game and hit all of his free throws in that game. But then also I think he's hitting about seventy five percent from the stripe so far this year. So you can't go in and do like the hack a omir strategy because he's gonna make teams pay for that by being able to go to the line and hit all his free throws. So that's that's just a, a nice plus. There's so many things we expect from him. You know, we expect him to be able to hit those point-blank buckets that are right there 
uh, at the goal. We expect him to be able to grab pretty much every single rebound in sight, but he ranks 10th in the league in free throw percentage. And so that's a good, uh, a good note as well. I tell you what, let's go ahead and hit pause here. We've got our phone lines open at 9303776. And we'll talk with you when we come back because we want you to give us a sports prediction that you think is a lock for 2022. More on, more on that on the way. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. At Bex, we stand up for the things that matter most. Our faith, our independence, and helping farmers succeed. We're proud to serve the farmers in Arkansas. To us, helping farmers succeed means so much more than just being a great seed supplier. That's why we continue to push boundaries and innovate in an ever-changing industry. That's what makes Bex different. We love what we do. We are and will remain farmers at heart. Contact your local seed advisor, Aaron Little, at 870-227-2520 to find your closest dealer or to place an order today. Doubling the number of chances for you to save money when servicing your vehicle. That's because Ladies Day at Purcell is now twice every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. Ladies can get up to a six-quart semi-synthetic blend oil change, plus a tire rotation, plus a brake inspection, all for just $34.95. That's an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $34.95 every Tuesday and Thursday for Ladies Day at Purcell. Nobody outworks Purcell Tire and Service Center. 972 Tire, Parker and Caraway Road, Jonesboro. Good afternoon. I'm Kate Morgan in for Scott Woodson. It's time to take a look at your EAP Noon Farm Market Report. March corn at 5.87 and a half, down five and three quarters. May down five and a half at 5.89 and a half. January soybeans at 13.35 and three quarters, up seven. March up nine and a half at 13.48 and three quarters. March wheat at 7.57 and three quarters, down 13. May down 12 and a half at 7.61 and three quarters. March cotton at 113.24, up 64. May up 63 at 111.11. January rice at 14.63 up five march unchanged at 1486 in the livestock complex february live cattle at 139.30 down 40 april down 25 at 144.58 january feeder cattle at 167 up 13 march up 43 at 170.38 in february lean hogs at 81.18 down 30 april down five at 86.68 that's your noon farm market report from your eab ag network have a great day i'm a cotton farmer I'm BASF. I'm made of grit, passion, and hands that never stop working. I'm made of agronomics, innovation, and hands that never stop helping. I I believe believe cotton cotton isn't isn't a crop. crop. It's a calling. I'm made to grow it. Protect it. I know this is important to my family. Every family. That's why I work harder. Innovate better. To make my cotton as good as it can be. As protected as it can be. I'm a cotton farmer. I'm BASF. We We create create chemistry. chemistry. Hear that? That's music to your ears if you're a rice farmer. That's the beautiful sound of rice pouring into a bin. Even before the rice is planted, competition from weeds limits yield potential. Luckily, Sharpen, Facidel, and Prowl H2O herbicides give me the protection I need from weeds, regardless of variety or trait. I know that no matter what rice seed I choose, Sharpen, Facidel, and Prowl H2O are ready to protect every acre. I said they're ready to protect every acre. Always read and follow label directions. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Give us a sports prediction that is going to be a lock 
for 2022. A-State Fan Rolls steps out on a very, well, this is actually a pretty thick limb. It says, the Red Wolves message boards will continue to be a rusty cauldron of bubbling surliness. Interesting choice of words, but the surliness, yes. I think anybody who's ever been to astatenation.com would probably echo those sentiments. Looking forward to hearing your bold predictions as well at 9303776. We talked with you in the previous segment about A-State Hoops. Checking in on on A-State football, of course, this is... This is a time of year where, like, no news is the best news. Yeah. You, you don't want to see news about your team or about your players because if you see news about your players, it's typically because they're leaving. And uh, I think uh, I think at this point in time, I've I've seen all the players depart that that I want to. Actually, and some I did not want to depart. Uh, so hopefully A-State is, is done with that news. But there is actually some fun news to pass along uh, in regards to A-State football, or at least an alum, and that is Caleb Bonner. He has an ex- he has accepted an invite to the Tropical Bowl, uh, which is played at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. If you're unfamiliar with this bowl, uh, it is one of the bowl games that honestly kind of exists to get players in front of scouts. Um, for so long, really, kind of the one opportunity there was, I mean, you had the Senior Bowl and that was kind of it. Then... They've started adding in more. Uh, we saw Kirk Merritt and Omar Bayless play in, what did they call that, the NFL PA? Was it the NFL Players Association Bowl? Uh, maybe. It was something along yeah. those lines that we saw those guys get invited to. Or was it the Hula Bowl? They did have the Hula Bowl. They're having all kinds of issues with you know, Hawaii's facility, so I don't know if the Hula Bowl is yeah. still a thing or not, to be honest with you. But then now you've got the Spiral Tropical Bowl as well. So Caleb Bonner, an opportunity here to go out and, you know, perform in front of scouts. This is coming up on January the 15th, again, in Orlando. And just looking through some of the players invited, this looks like a bowl with a lot of, there are some exceptions to this, but it looks a little bit more group of five heavy, which, hey, I'm fine with. These guys need an opportunity to showcase as well. But uh, a good opportunity for Caleb Bonner there. That's really it in terms of the past week or two in A-State football news. And again, I'm perfectly fine with that. Because we're at a point in time where, you know, unless it is an official release from A-State talking about, you know, a a new coach, um, unless it is notes from Jeff Reed on the A-State Nation message board that a, a transfer player has already enrolled in school, which is what, you know, obviously they have to do to to be able to perform or be able to play in, in spring practice, then that's all the news that I want. That's it. That's all the news that I want in terms of football. Maybe some scheduling news. But, you know, that's uh, that's not really something that Butch Jones is, is or his staff is going to take care of. So so that's it. A very light, uh, very light note there on A-State football. And, again, uh, more than okay with it. Of course, with A-State not playing in a bowl, just not a lot of conversation around the team. So that meant that everybody got to be casual fans. Uh, at least among the A-State faithful, and, and take in what happened in the bowl slate and, of course, the college football playoff. We saw what at this point in time has become status quo in the playoffs, and it was two semifinal games that weren't very good. Um, the day started with 
You know, Alabama 27-6, that went over Cincinnati. And Cincinnati just could not find an offense. There were there were times in that game where, where the defense performed admirably. And holding Alabama to 20, that, that's fine. That's fine. But Cincinnati had no offense to speak of. You know, they looked good on, like, their very first drive, <laughs> like their last drive, and everything in between was just, uh, it was not great. So that one went, I guess, kind of like you would expect. And one of the most frustrating things about, about that score is what did you immediately start seeing in certain places? You started seeing a lot of conversations about how Cincinnati didn't deserve to be there. Now I'm going to give you all the benefit of the doubt. And just assume that you all, as educated college football fans who have watched the semifinals prior to this year, did not say that. You guys did not say that, right? Because going into this game, do you know what Alabama's margin of victory was in its previous five college football semifinal games? It was 20 and a half. They beat Cincinnati by 21. So this is just, this is what Alabama does. This is what Alabama has done to Washington It's what they've done to Oklahoma. It's what they've done to Clemson. This is just what they do. Cincinnati was just the team that had to take the brunt of it this time. Yeah. And, of course, that game was still more competitive than the nightcap. Yeah, that that game was competitive for about three quarters, I thought. I mean, Cincinnati just couldn't score. I mean, they got stops. They just couldn't score. And then we got into the Capital One Orange Bowl. And just Michigan just fell on their face and part of that you know it's not that they fell on their face credit where it's due we saw Georgia's defense look like Georgia's defense against everybody except like Alabama that was a really good defensive team for a huge part of the season and that team showed back up and played in the Orange Bowl and Michigan didn't have a chance completely irrelevant question has Harbaugh been wearing blue khakis all year or just in that game? Because if he switched it up for that game, that was obviously a, a bad choice. Not that that actually had really anything to do with the outcome. But Yeah, that's... that was like that game was over before I even turned it on. Like I wound up watching almost zero of that game. Because it was 14-0 like, the first time I checked the score. Yeah, I uh, that was definitely a game I, I didn't watch all of. I mean, why? It was, it was not entertaining at the end. I did not hold my attention. There was no point. You knew what the outcome was going to be relatively early. It was uh, it was not good. Thankfully, I had a pretty entertaining game on the first. Pretty entertaining day. Rose Bowl, turns out, was pretty good. <laughs> Chuck is yes. with us on the phone. How are you? Yes, Carrie, it was. That was a very interesting game. That was one of the highlights of the whole bowl slate. Got to be. Yeah. I, you know, there was a couple records broke in that game. Just a couple? Well, as far as I know, <laughs> there are only a couple that I'm concerned with. You know, I mean, there was a new record set for most passing yards, or uh, receiving yards, let me rephrase that, Yeah. for the Rose Bowl and the NCAA Bowl system. You know, and for the Ohio State, for most receiving yards in a, a game for Ohio State. And if we'd had four more yards, we'd have broke the uh, Rose Bowl passing yards. Oh, uh, you couldn't get four more. Uh, we, we decided we needed to run the ball. I wish we would have. 
what's what's fascinating about that is you had you had three of the best bowl performances period all in that one game because obviously look Stroud had a great game uh Smith and Jigma had a just a stupid stupid game but then you know tip your cap to Utah um Rising had a really good day running the ball a really or excuse me he was uh passing little wrong position there uh but he had a good day uh well he ran it too heck he ran for almost 100 yards and a touchdown so he had a really good gay day game and their um uh their special teams guy was was really fantastic. You just had a lot of just insane performances all all in that one game. Yes, I mean you know when there was nine seconds left, you know after we kicked the field goal, I was thinking to myself, Ryan, what are you thinking? This dude is done. <laughs> done ran one back on us, man. What are you thinking here? You know, but it worked out in our favor, thank God. And I'll give credit where credit's due, man. Utah is a good team. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they they certainly uh, you know they they played well. Both teams played well. That was one for you know when you're just a casual fan without any rooting interest. Um, there's it definitely lived up to the the billing of being the granddaddy of them all. Yes, it did. It was a it was the best Rose Bowl game I've ever seen. You know, in my 48 years, it was the best one I've seen. Uh, and as far as the uh, playoff games, I really like that Georgia game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stunned, absolutely <laughs> stunned to hear you say that today. I mean, I'm glad to see Jim Har- the crying hardballs are still at home. Yeah, that's... where they belong. <laughs> least least surprising thing that might have ever came out of your mouth, Chuck. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, dude, I knew they was in over their head. I mean, they just got lucky this year. I mean, they really did. I mean, everybody can, even a blind squirrel can find a nut every once in a while. Yeah, I, I but, just, I just feel like this year, you know, you had, and, and it's showing at the end. You've really kind of got two good teams that are clearly above everybody else, and then you've got probably about another twenty that on any given day could beat any of the other 20, and then you've kind of got everybody else. Right. You know, the biggest surprise of the bowl game was the SEC, man. You know, they had three losses to G5 teams. Yeah. You know, it, it shows how far Florida and Auburn has fell. And that's no knock on UCF or Houston. They're both pretty good teams. But, I mean... They wasn't even competitive. No, not really. I mean, the Florida game was not not competitive. Um, no, yeah, not at all. Mizzou blew it against Army, and then yes. uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I can't even. My I've I've slept since then, so I can't even hardly remember what happened in Houston and Army, or Houston and Auburn. Excuse me. But I mean, I don't know what was going on with Florida. And, you know, Notre Dame was Notre Dame. You know, they they lose, well, which was a good game. Credit to Notre Dame and, and their new head coach. It was at least entertaining and they were at least in it. We've seen so many games where Notre Dame has gotten to, you know, where they've been in the spotlight, they've been on the big platform, and they have just completely messed the bed. And they have been, like, they've been shut out or they've lost by three touchdowns and – while giving up that much of a 
many points in like, you know, a comeback loss was not ideal either. At least you still had the TV on at the end of the game. Yes. Yes. It was it was well worth watching. Yeah. A lot of fun. You know. It was. You know. It really was. And as far as my prediction of the year, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to predict that um, A-State will make a bowl this year. Okay. That sounds fun. Count me in. All right, man. Well, I appreciate y'all taking my call. Y'all have a great day and go Red Wolves. Hey, thanks for listening. Appreciate the phone call, Chuck. He leaves the phone lines open at 9303776, although we'll give you a heads up. We're going to go to break here in just a moment. But but, but one thing that, that I think this bowl slate points out, and I've said this before and I'm going to continue to just say it over and over until everybody gets on board with me, is that we continue to see the gap between the haves and the have-nots, by which I mean the Power Five and the Group of Five. I think that gap is shrinking. But the gap between the haves and the have-mores is bigger than it has ever been. And I'll, yeah. I'll elaborate on what I mean by that when we come back from a break, but we do have to take one. We'll return here in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We kicked off the new year this weekend, but a new year doesn't always mean new beginnings. The SEC once again dominated the college football playoffs. Number one, Alabama beat number four, Cincinnati, on Friday. Alabama rushing for over 300 yards and holding Cincinnati's offense in check all day. Hours later, the Georgia Bulldogs dismantled a talented Michigan team. Georgia's stout defense limited Michigan's offense to just 91 yards rushing and one touchdown. There are plenty of good teams in college football, but the SEC is just different. You don't find the size and speed of Alabama and Georgia anywhere else. That doesn't mean the SEC is unbeatable. They are. We've seen it happen plenty of times. But there's no doubt they have the most talented athletes on the field. And that was on full display this past weekend. You can complain that we've already seen Alabama and Georgia face one another, but the reality is they're the two best teams in the country. And it should be no surprise, both come from the SEC. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business. Or build a log cabin. Whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and... Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragon. 
At Centennial Bank, our focus has always been on the people and communities we serve, and that's something that will never change. We're passionate about the same things you are. That's why we're proud to support Arkansas State University and all our communities in Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's opening up a new account, online or mobile banking, or helping you with the perfect loan, our promise is to always be here for you. At Centennial Bank, we're banking with you in mind. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade wrapping up hour number one with you here on the Ticket Sports Network. Uh, when we get back in hour two, we got to recap in Arkansas State Women's basketball road trip we'll see how much Kate goes into detail about the bus breakdown or if we'll just stick with mostly what happened on the hardwood tbd join us as we talk about that an hour or two yeah i mean he wound up being fine the the uh the 4 a.m arrival time back home wasn't the best in the world but that's uh it's past my bedtime i'll let you guys figure out amongst yourselves if i (laughs) made it to midnight on new year's eve or not (laughs) I, I took a little bit of a nap on the bus on the way back. I can't lie. Prior to the break, uh, if you're just joining us, one of the things we were we we're discussing is is the gap now in college football, and and I think, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are quick to point out, oh, the gap between the Power Five and the Group of Five is is huge, and it's just you can't. It, it's it's not really, at least not in terms of most of the Power Five and most of the Group of Five. Again, and, and what I've said before the break and what I've said numerous times and, and probably will until I can get other people to get on this bandwagon with me is that the gaps between the gap between the, the have and the have nots in college football, the power five and the group of five is not as wide anymore as the gap between the haves and the have mores. And what I mean here is, is we've really gotten to a point in college football where at the beginning of the year, we're probably only looking at about five teams that can really legitimately win a national title. And that's it. The other 125 are just playing for funsies. Maybe a, a conference bowl game. Maybe, uh, you know, a, or a conference championship game or a fun New Year's Day bowl game at the end of the year. But for the most part, 125 teams are out of it before they even start. And college football at some point in time has got to figure out what it's going to do about the parity. Or it's got to find a way to create some. Now, I'm sure Alabama fans are fine with seeing them in the championship every single blessed year. But some of the rest of us would like a little variety in our lives. And until college football does, does anything to try and get some kind of parity in the sport, we're going to continue to see this. Part of the issue, of course, is just these have-mores have insane, insane amounts of money. For example, we looked at, at Alabama's staff before the break. And of course, every staff has, you got a head coach, you got your 10 on-field assistants. So of course, Nick Saban has that at, at Alabama. But he has 32 additional staffers. And it just looks like, to be honest with you, at a certain point in time, they got tired of making up titles for everybody. Because there's 11 different dudes just listed as football analysts. But they have the money to be able to do that and, and to pay those people 
So they just keep adding more to the list. Ah, another football analyst, why not? Meanwhile, you've got Mike Gundy, a guy that, I mean, he's at Oklahoma State. They've got like an oil dude that gives them money, right? Yeah. But yet, you go back and and you look at some of his comments over the past 24 hours, and one of these things he said is, is we've got to have more money, we've got to have more resources. Again, this is at Oklahoma State. They're not broke. But they know that right now they can't hang with the have-mores. So until something is done to create some kind of parity in college football, we're going to continue to see this. Every single season, we're going to go into the year where only about five teams can win a natty, and that's it. So college football's biggest problem right now is in the transfer portal. It's not players opting out because they don't love the game enough. Talk about that later too. It's it's that at the beginning of the season, it's decided what's going to happen at the end. And right now, there's a pretty big issue with the semifinals. The semifinals are not worth watching. And we've seen at this point in time sixteen different semifinal games that have been played. And you're looking at three that have been decided by a touchdown or less. There were three that at the end of that game. You were still locked in, had the TV on. You were waiting to see what happened on every single play. Three out of 16. Yeah. Which either take it back to the BCS where you're playing one game for the national championship or add more. Because the only yeah. the only way to solve that problem is, either, is it to either take away or add more yeah. to where there at least is a chance for an upset or something crazy to happen. Really, it comes down to, you know, do you want – excellence or do you want access if you if you want excellence you, you drop it down to two and you have one game at the end that's very compelling but but the ship has sailed on that to be honest with you because college football executives have seen the amount of money that they can get with the semifinal so it's never going to get smaller yeah it's only going to expand the question is now do they expand to six or eight or 12 or 40 or whatever mike leach is of course Stated his desire for like a 128-team bracket, so <laughs> I don't think I don't think we'll ever get to that. But uh, it is going to have to be different. The, the semifinals are unwatchable right now, and that doesn't matter if it's you know Cincinnati in uh, in a three or four spot, or if it's Michigan, or you know we've seen Clemson get steamrolled in the semis in the past. We've seen it happen to Notre Dame. We've seen it happen to Oklahoma. I think in the past it's even happened to, to Ohio State. These games just are not good right now. And college football needs to figure out how to fix that. We haven't even talked about the Mayo Bath today. We've still got so much more to get into in the second hour of the program. We're going to start with some A-State women's basketball talk, though. Recap their road trip to beautiful Statesboro, Georgia. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll give the behind-the-scenes details on whether or not they drank from beautiful Eagle Creek or not. Keep it here <laughs> with us. We've got another hour to go on the Workday Red Zone.
This is Will Oswald with your Monday Chicken Radio Network Sports Update brought to you at Plaza Tire Service. Attention members and guests, you can talk A-State basketball tonight at Lost Pizza Company on Southwest Drive on this week's edition of Live with the Red Bulls from 6 until 7 o'clock. If you can't make it in person, you can listen in on 107IK, finding the EB Red Bulls Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. The A-State men won their conference opener at home Saturday over Georgia Southern 74-56, while the A-State women dropped their conference opener at Statesboro on Thursday 84-75. Both A-State teams had their games with Georgia State canceled due to COVID issues with both Panthers basketball teams. In the NBA, the Grizzlies started back-to-back two-game road swing in the Eastern Conference, visiting the Brooklyn Nets at Barclays Center tonight. Grizz have won four in a row. They lead the Southwest Division by four and a half over Dallas. Tip-off at 6.30. The pregame coverage at 6 here on the Ticket Radio Network. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963. That's Plaza Tire Service. And that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Monday night from 6 to 7 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join women's coach Destiny Rogers, men's coach Mike Bellato, and a special player guest. And listen on 107.9 K5. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Monday night at 6 during Live with the Red Wolves, presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need, but why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital with branches and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Calling all Red Wolves fans. We want you and your business at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you have property to sell, call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 to get your property sold. Red Wolves fans are some of my favorite customers. The real estate market is hot and inventory is low from everything selling so fast. Whether you have a home in Jonesboro or Paragould, a farm or ranch, waterfront property, or a country home with acreage in northeast Arkansas, we can sell it. United Country Scenic Rivers Realty and the Red Wolves. Now that's a winning combination. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro we the best of the best six years in a row. Hi, folks. Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture. Arkansas is a proud state with amazing people. At Heritage Agriculture, we honor that legacy every day. Helping the great people of Arkansas take care of their homes, farms, and ranches is our passion. If you're in the market for a mower, tractor, or hay equipment, check out our great lineup of Kubota equipment. Kubota Tractor Corporation, along with Heritage Agriculture, is committed to serving Arkansas for all your home, farm, and ranch needs. I'm Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture, and we want your business. If buying a new or pre-owned vehicle was only about price and selection, we at Harris Ford think we pretty much got all you need. But we know that there's so much more you need when it's time to trade. For one thing, their service. And you, our customers, have honored Harris Ford year after year with the President's Award for Service. We here at Harris Ford wish that 2022 is by far your most blessed year ever. Highway 67 in Newport at exit 85. 
you'll like what we do. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone coming at you on the Ticket Radio Network. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton with you for another hour. So far, so good. This is going to be whew, a tough, tough week, though. A whole five-day work week. I don't know if we're up to it. We'll just have to figure it out. So far, so good, though, on a Monday. And uh, more at KavanaughCars.com topic than questions. I want you all to give us a sports prediction that you know will be a lock in 2022. Chuck, speaking it into existence in the previous hour, saying Arkansas State will go back to a bowl game. I don't think that is necessarily a wild prediction, which we didn't ask you for anything crazy or wild or anything like that. We asked you for one that you know is going to happen. And I think as we continue to look at the additions on this roster, Probably still a couple more on the way in terms of transfer portal players. I think there is going to be, you know, a, a higher level of talent. So if the buy-in is there, I think we should be all right. Also, uh, several of the players that I know that staff is really excited about are going to be able to be early enrollees, including quarterback Jackson Daly. So those guys are going to get a head start. Uh, when do classes on campus start? Did they start today? Uh, sure, we'll go with that. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to have no idea to, to that question. It's been a couple years since <laughs> Kate has taken a college class. I will not tell you how long it's been since I have taken a college <laughs> class. So we're a little out of the loop in terms of the academic schedule at Arkansas State University. But uh, whenever those classes start, it's going to be a few early enrollees for Arkansas State football that will be taking part in them and getting started on their college experience. But uh, fun stuff there. Again, quiet right now for Arkansas State football, which is perfectly, perfectly fine. We'll pass this along because this is kind of some big uh, Sunbelt news. But Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns are losing one of their big offensive linemen. Osiris Torrance has entered the portal. And, you know, you wondered what kind of transition they would go through with Billy Napier. Moving on to Florida, and this is a big one because as much as we, it feels like we talked about the Cajuns' run game for the past decade, uh, you don't get a run game like they had without having some incredible bodies up front. And they've had a really good offensive line throughout the Napier era. You know, we had, I guess, not not last year, but, but the year before that, I mean, they had, what, two different offensive linemen taken in the NFL draft that are both contributors in the NFL? And so they lose a big piece there. So, oh, so sad. Hate to see it as the Cajuns lose one of the best offensive linemen in the Sunbelt Conference. Um, so uh, the latest from the league there. Checking in, of course, with A-State women's basketball. Sunbelt Conference play getting underway this weekend. And it was just uh, just like for the men, it was a one-game weekend. As apparently Georgia State is having issues. Um, their men's team had to cancel on A-State and so did their women's team. So get it again. Get it together, Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that's uh, that's not ideal. But 
So no home game for the women on Saturday. They did play on the road Thursday at Georgia Southern. And it, it I don't know how to describe that game. I watched it, you know, on, on ESPN Plus, And it just seemed like a game where Arkansas State wasn't super into the rhythm. It, it didn't flow really well. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a huge issue. And got to the end of that game. Really looked like maybe Arkansas State could make their second comeback in as many attempts because, of course, they closed out non-conference play with that um, with that uh, comeback one on the road at SIUE, but just couldn't couldn't quite get over the hump. You know, heading into the fourth quarter, you know, at one point in time, early in the fourth. The Eagles had a 13-point lead, and you're just kind of thinking, all right, do I want to want to watch the rest of it, or should I go ahead and kind of, you know, start doing some errands or whatever? And then A-State just absolutely went on a run and able to get some shots to fall. And the next thing you know, they trailed by just one. And then you just kind of had several different things that just weren't good for A-State. And then the final two minutes, they only hit one more bucket, and it just... It was a tough ending on what was almost a great finish. Yeah, the technical foul was the yeah. one that really that that kind of because it was a one point game at that point. You'd just gone down and I think you'd hit a three because you're down four, you hit a three, yeah. and then you then you'll get the technical, and then you get the two free throws off the technical plus the, the Georgia Southern had the basketball back, and that like it was it was over at that point. It really was. Uh, it was just uh, again a, a tough tough way. To end it there, in in terms of the you know the stats and and all of that, it's not like there was something in that game that that A State did you know in, incredibly poorly uh, because a lot of the stats are, are really even. Yeah, Georgia Southern shot it better, but I mean we're talking like three percent better. And so you look at at the stats and the comparisons, and there's not a place where Georgia Southern just really significantly outperformed. A state, but by the end of it, you know, you had three different Red Wolves that had fouled out, and uh, so they'll have to regroup next week and see if they can uh, play a little bit better. See if they can play a little bit better early and not get themselves into you know a hole you have to dig out of in the second half because it's only so many times usually in a year you're able to do that, and it's not always not always great. Uh, good game for Lauren Pendleton though; she did finish with 16 points and. No matter how this year ends up for A-State, and there's still so much basketball to be played that there's there's just no telling what we're going to see down the stretch, but no matter what, you have to be excited about the potential of the freshman. Lauren Pendleton is just constantly a, a threat to score and just do good things. Uh, Jade Upshaw is never, ever, ever, ever afraid to shoot it, and she's got this really quick, good release. Uh, she was, you know, one of the reasons that A-State was able to come back against SIUE is because she just had some monster shots to kind of rally her team back into it. And then Ellis as well has been a contributor. So you've got those young players that are already give you reason for, for hope next year. Although, again, there's still hope for this year as well, although it just did kind of, there was a hiccup in Statesboro. A couple of small things A-State is going to have to do better to be able to get back in the win column next week. Again, uh, both Coach Destiny Rogers and, and Mike Bellotta will be doing, you know, Zooms tomorrow morning. So we'll, we anticipate having some audio from them tomorrow as 
they recap the start of Sunbelt Conference play. Right now, I just want to, you know, kind of knock on wood that no matter what happens next week, both teams play two games. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Although, I mean, I think, uh, like, it probably wasn't the worst thing in the world that A-State didn't play on Saturday with just everything that kind of went on with the trip to to Statesboro and not getting back home until, like, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. So, like, it, it might not have been the worst thing. All right, so we had a conversation about this prior to the show, but the bus ride was not good it was what happened on well, this adventure of I mean, a trek to statesboro so back? first off it's like a nine and a half ten hour drive something like that to statesboro so like i think like it's a long trek i mean yeah. it's it's like going to savannah pretty much but uh broke down like 20 or 30 minutes outside of birmingham on the way there uh took about two and a half hours on the interstate to get a new bus uh thankfully logan's roadhouse in birmingham uh brought food to the bus on the way there and so we were able to eat on the bus, and then about the time everyone got done eating, it was time to switch buses. So went the rest of the way into Statesboro with uh, with no issues. But, I mean, left at 7 o'clock, got to Statesboro at 9 o'clock local time that night. Played a game at, uh, I guess it was 2 o'clock local time in Statesboro when the game tipped off. Didn't leave Statesboro until probably 6 o'clock, and then drove through thunderstorms for like three hours on the way back home. Yeah. and. Stopped for like an hour to get gas on the way back home. And so by the time we had made a couple of stops, it was like 3.30 or 3.40 when we pulled back into Jonesboro. So it was it was an adventure. So you're saying Logan's Roadhouse, the real MVP of this, yeah. of this trek. Yeah, that was <laughs> Logan's Roadhouse, the real MVP. And yeah, the Buffalo Wild Wings, the, when uh, we got there, wasn't bad either. Okay. What's your go-to order at B-dubs? Uh, honey barbecue wings. Okay, boneless. Not. A I don't. Bad I don't do bone in wings. I just. I don't. I don't eat them in public because I'll get them all over my face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just like I just. I don't want to have to go through the hassle of it. By the way, uh, just like on the men's side of things, several women's game impacted across the league. Georgia State, Little Rock, App State, South Alabama. None of, the, none of those teams played. Period. This weekend, so you had four teams on the women's side that just that just did not play. So you've got, because of so much of the league missing games, you've got one 2-0 team in the Sun Belt, and that's UTA. You've got one 0-2 team in the Sun Belt, and that's ULM, and everybody else is just kind of in between. So that's what's going on there in the Sun Belt Conference. Again, right now, it's just kind of just everybody just hoping, hoping that uh, games will be able to be played, at least, you know, looking at the slate coming up for this week. It is against teams, you know, for Arkansas State that, that didn't have any setbacks last week. So uh, it is the Louisiana schools this week for A-State. And I just will continue to not really understand the schedule all year long, but it is what it is. Uh, the women are in Jonesboro Thursday, taking on Louisiana. Men are on the road Thursday, taking on Louisiana. You get to Saturday. The women are in Jonesboro. The men are in Lafayette. Sorry, it's okay. So that is actually normal. It's positioned on the schedule in front of me weird, and that's what got me all confused. So uh, the women are in Jonesboro taking on the Louisiana teams. The men on the road taking on the Louisiana teams. So none yeah. of the wonkiness we had last well, week. But where, then next week, I mean, you get the men that will play Little Rock at home on Thursday in a doubleheader and then go on the road and play Little Rock Saturday and the women are at home. So that one is a little bit off. I mean, it'll get weird again. But this week is not weird. 
This week is just how it's supposed to be. In theory. Fun times. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and hit pause. We'll come back, uh, continue to get caught up on uh, bowl talk in the slate there and, and more when we return. Keep it with us on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Do you have significant manufacturing experience? In addition to offering weekend shifts with 40 hours paid for 36 hours work and seasonal shift incentives with bigger bonuses and increased starting pay, Linux Industries in Stuttgart is now hiring individuals with significant manufacturing experience at above their current entry-level rate. Experience individuals can start at $16.15 an hour for the first shift and $16.90 for a second shift at Linux. Linux also offers excellent benefits, including full medical and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and work inside an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses and increased starting pay for seasonal shifts. Weekend shifts that pay 40 hours for 36 hours worked. And now, starting pay above current entry-level rates for individuals with significant manufacturing experience. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. It's been extended. The Central Family of Dealerships is in a close battle to be the number one dealership in the region. That's right. Bigger than Memphis, bigger than Little Rock. Central has promised to put everything into this weekend to make sure they come out number one. So you're going to get the best prices from the best dealerships in the region. Central Chevrolet, Central Nissan, Central Toyota, Central Buick GMC and Central Ford in Truman. The Central Family of Dealerships. The final days of the year have been extended through Wednesday, January 5th. Hurry in for your best deal now at Central. Next time you have a special occasion, make a memory you'll never forget with the help of Crown Limousine. Weddings, birthday parties, concerts, anniversaries, going out for dinner, or just because. Crown Limousine will help you make a memory that will last a lifetime. Choose from Crown Limousine's 14-passenger Hummer or one of their 10-passenger Lincolns. Crown Limousine has the right limo for your memory. Find Crown Limousine on Facebook and at crownlimo1.com. Call 215-0077 and reserve your next memory in motion with Crown Limousine. Farmers, Pico Foods thanks you for your continued business in 2021, and they look forward to working with you in 2022. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, supports local producers. Right now, Pico is booking new crop corn and milo and buying stored corn and milo from bins at always competitive prices. In Arkansas and Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Wishes for a safe and happy new year from Pico foods. Arkansas State Parks are your passport to explore everything the natural state has to offer, from our storied past to our scenic beauty. With unexpected escapes like Jacksonport State Park, you can get a unique look at our state's history. Each one of our 52 state parks offers something just a little bit different. So pick up your passport at any state park visitor center. Plan your trip at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 
and Kate hanging out. 9303776. Give us a sports prediction that is going to be a lock in 2022. It's brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. New Year, still same great website. There to help you start the search for your next uh, new or new to you website or <laughs> new or new to you vehicle. See, I told you I haven't haven't really had a lot of conversations over the past week. Brain's not really working that well, so not going to be the first nonsensical thing I say today. Actually, uh, probably still several more things that don't make sense uh, coming up over the course of the program. But uh, one of the cool things about you know CavanaughCars.com is obviously they they don't close. You can shop online from home at any point in time. And you can go ahead and find out what your trade is worth. You can go ahead and get pre-approved. And if you want to buy a car from your couch, you can buy a car from your couch. And all you have to do then is use KavanaughCars.com to set up the delivery. Uh, So pretty cool stuff. And all of that is available for you right there online. Looking around uh, as we continue to get caught up. (laughs) Caught up in what's going on around college football you know, it was the final bowl tally. And unfortunately, we do have to mention this. Five bowls completely canceled. Two bowls where you had to have last-minute opponent substitutions. But what we did have left, I feel like, was was overall mostly mostly okay. Except for the aforementioned semifinals, which we've kind of already beat that dead horse yeah. in the previous hour of the program. But all in all, we ended up with 14 games that were decided by a touchdown or less. And some of those ended up being insanely entertaining. Now, I don't think, unless I cannot wrap my head around LSU-Kansas State, (laughs) which happens tomorrow. Yeah, that's such a weird, like, I don't know why they're playing it right now. You know, there's always been one bowl game that's kind of at a weird spot on the bowl calendar. For years, it was the Mobile Bowl. You know, whatever they were calling it, whether it was GoDaddy or GoDaddy.com or what is it now? The Lending Tree Bowl. And before that, it was the Dollar Gen, whatever name it was. For years, it used to be that bowl. And then they kind of moved things around. And now it's the Tax Act Texas Bowl that is going to be featuring LSU and Kansas State tomorrow. But, you know, barring that one going to like 16 overtimes and barring Georgia and Alabama getting real fun. I think at this point we can go ahead and call it and say the highlight of the bowl season surely was was Utah Ohio State. So there was just so much insanity that happened in that game. But you know, you go back and and you think about all the different games that we saw. You know, Oklahoma State's comeback was pretty fun for anybody that wasn't a Notre Dame fan. Uh, you go back even further than that. One of the first games that we got to see, I was really entertained by Coastal Carolina and NIU. That was a good one on the slate, although it's probably going to be overlooked because it happened so early. Um, and Missouri and Army was was fascinating more because Eli Drinkwitz blew it than than anything else. But we got to see a lot of fun stuff on on this bowl slate throughout the course of of the past month. Yeah, I, the, my only regret is that I didn't watch the Rose Bowl. I mean, I was rooting for it to be over with because at that point it was like 8.05 in New Orleans and the game had kicked off. And so I was just like, do not go to overtime. Please don't go to overtime. <laughs> it's already late enough. It's already past 8 o'clock. Let's kick this thing off. Which, of course, you were there to take in Ole Miss and Baylor, which unfortunately was not as entertaining as it, it possibly could have been for reasons that I think everybody knows about, but we'll touch more on that in a moment. 
Red Wolf Mark is with us on the phone. How are you? Yeah. Hey, did you know there's a big game tonight? Is there? Yeah. Guess there's it, playing. Why don't you just tell me? Uh, when does when does Georgia and Alabama play? Next Monday. Next Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what school prediction? What school prediction are you wanting? I I haven't even started thinking about uh, it yet. Recapping. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the Rose yeah. Bowl. Yeah, me too. I'm wrapping my head around that one. Yeah, that that was a good one. Yeah, and um, I think Alabama's going to beat Georgia straight up. Okay. Do you do you uh, already have a Georgia. score prediction? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be forty nine to seventeen. Okay. And uh, the Bulldogs are going down. I mean, that's a pretty good butt kicking there if that score plays yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's any Georgia fans out there listening, but we got two that go to our church, and they're going to get a butt kicking. Okay. Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Don't you switch over to Georgia, be a Bulldog. In what world could you actually see that? No. Mark, just no. Let, let me speak for Kate here and just say no. I mean, I hope they win the game because I don't want Alabama to win another national championship, but I'm not a Georgia fan. Yeah, I know. Can't go for Georgia at all. What else is yeah. on your mind today, Red Wolf Mark? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say go, everybody, to everybody out there. And I know everybody had a good new year. Mm-hmm. And ate a lot, ate a lot of food. And it was great. Um, you know, you can have hog jaw and what and beans and all that good stuff on on New Year's. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say go to everybody in Jonesboro and go go to all the high school teams. Hey, I got a question you. for you. Okay. Did you go make ahead. Did you make a New Year's resolution? Um. Uh, yeah. Couple. What, what What were they? Uh, my, I made I made. I made uh, I made some good ones. I made uh, that, that the Red Wolves in basketball is going to go to the Sun Belt tournament. Okay. This year. <laughs> and, and my other one, the other one that Kay's going to eat a lot of food this year. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to say thank you. Thanks, Red Wolf Mark. I was, you know, I, I was, think those are predictions, not resolutions. Yeah. So he answered the question today. I was kind of hoping for resolutions, but he answered the question today. But you know, I asked for a sports prediction, and he said you were going to eat a lot. Are you about to get into competitive eating? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, well, I wanted to check no. because he did throw out a sports prediction in in saying that Arkansas State would go to the Sun Belt Conference tournament, which yes, that is a lock because all the teams go. <laughs> yes. So, so he he is right. He is absolutely right. But. You know, if you're going to get into competitive eating, let us know. Also, I know where they keep a stash of Convo dogs so we can help you on your journey. <laughs> I know where they keep a stash of Convo <laughs> dogs, too. <laughs> I mean, we can start this. You just got to let us know. We can make sure that this happens. I have no idea what we were talking about before that phone call. In theory, it was bowl games. I don't know. I don't know. Nine three zero three seven seven six is uh is the number to call. Um, again, and, and this is something we said in the previous hour, and, and it's not a, a bold prediction by any stretch, but when you think of the top storylines of 2022 in college football and, and everything that's gone on, it's 
my, my prediction is we're not going to see any massive changes coming up in 2022, but that is because this sport still has to adjust to all of the massive changes that we saw in, in 2021. Um, you know, name, image, and likeness was not the significant tide turner that some people made it out to be. Now, yes, look, there are programs that have a boatload of money and they're going to give student-athletes a boatload of money. I mean, that's true. Look, Texas was paying what is – there's boosters there that are giving, like, their entire starting offensive line a chunk of change. And, mm-hmm. and yes, some of the most well-known players in college football were able to get big name, image, and likeness deals off the field. But I don't think that's going to be – continue to be a huge thing because one of the things we saw – we saw some guys at the beginning of the season get all this money, and then what happens? Some got hurt. Some were ineffective. It's – it's certainly not a lock when you are investing in a player as to being able to get your money's worth. I'm sure there are some people who <laughs> had some sponsorship deals with Spencer Rattler that were just kind of kicking themselves a little bit. And certainly not the only player who got some good money and then just didn't, you know, that potential didn't pan out on the field. DJ Ugalele or whatever his name is. He had like a million dollars yeah. in endorsement deals and then like, didn't throw a touchdown pass for four games. I mean, I don't think that was not the game changer that we thought it would be. Now, the transfer portal, that that has been nuts. And I wonder when we'll start to see that number normalize a little bit. Because right now, I think there's still, across college football, just this huge grass is greener mentality. But we're starting to see now how many players get stuck in portal in portal purgatory. It's a large number. And as the number of entries into the portal continues to go up, the number of players who aren't going to get another opportunity is going to increase as well. And so I think players have to realize that by putting yourself in that portal, there's a chance that you could end your football and your academic career. There's no guarantee you're going to have a scholarship on the other side of it. You might have to transfer, you know, to a different level overall. So I, I do think we're still a few years away from that normal that number normalizing a little bit, but we're not there right now. Again, that uh, that rivals portal Twitter account spinning like a slot machine today. <laughs> it is unfortunately really busy. We're going to continue to see that number. Continue to go up. D-Money is with us on the phone. How are you? Doing well. How was your New Year's? Hey, good. You? It was very, very boring, but ah, going, that was really great. Well, good. <laughs> Cooked a lot of good food. I'll say that much. There you go. That's that's always nice to start out uh, 2022 with a good full belly. Absolutely. It's uh, It definitely expands a little bit. I'm going to have to try to get back down to my playing weight. <laughs> good luck on that. Exactly. But you're talking about the transfer portal, and you're talking about wild, you know, kind of bowl games and whatnot. From what I understand from the folks back in Louisiana, LSU is going to this bowl game against K-State with 40 scholarship players. Their starting quarterback is a walk-on wide receiver. So it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Pulling up an article here for um, from Saturday down south. Yeah, uh, barely 40 guys available is what their 24-7 sports reporter 
uh, was saying there is also, you know, a, an article out that says they have 45, 40 or 45, I mean, it doesn't matter. That's about yeah. half yeah. half of what uh, you would typically have. I mean, you get 85 scholies, so that is that is a very, very low number. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what occurs. But I think overall, I think bowl season's been pretty good. I was really happy to see the Washington State-Central Michigan game kind of get thrown together last minute. Uh, and it turned out to be one heck of a yeah. ball game, too, which was really, I think, very entertaining. One of the most entertaining of the entire bowl season. And I went and looked today, D-Money, and, and we saw 14 games this bowl season decided by by a touchdown or less. And I don't have, you know, the number of other seasons in front of me, but I feel like that's probably about average. You know, every year with bowl season, you get, you get a couple stinkers, um, yeah. usually in the college football semifinals and some other games as well. And then, yeah. and then you have you'll you'll always have a handful of games that you had no intention of watching, and you get into the fourth quarter and you're just glued in because the football is nuts. And we we've seen that this bowl slate as well. I'll say this much: I hate all things orange, and Tennessee's one of them. But they got job, yeah, seriously job. That was that was bad. I mean, real, real bad. I mean, I'm, I'm an official, so I don't like to get on and say bad things about officials, but they blew that big time. So I, I'm really uh, really curious to see what the kids at uh, the NCAA are going to say to that officiating crew. I'm sure it won't be made public, but good gravy. I mean, that's why you have replay. I mean, how do you blow it that bad with replay? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I, I just don't know. And that's one of the most frustrating things about, you know, being a, a college football fan is when you have all of these technology and it, it still goes wrong and you just never can wrap your head around it. Well, it was it was an egregious phone, egregious call. I mean, I can understand missing the call initially, but after replay, it was oh so obvious that the kid scored. So, so did but, I, I, I saw the play, but I never saw or I've seen records of the play and I never saw you know the official ruling was it because they said that his forward progress had stopped and that's a judgment call that you can't review they said because the official started coming into the into the play he never blew his whistle which really makes it interesting because they did the audio and they never did that so they're trying to say it was because the official was entering the playing field but as an official on a goal line, you start once you see to where the game, where the the momentum's being slow, you move inward to see the good spot to make sure if they cross or not. Yeah. So I, that 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 excuse doesn't really wash. So they screwed up, and there's no other way yeah. to say it. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you about it being a bad excuse, but unfortunately, it's the one that they have given college football. Absolutely, but uh, no, you were definitely right about the semifinal games. They were stinkers, even though I enjoyed it thoroughly watching <laughs> Alabama thrash Cincinnati. It was great, but uh, and then I, I really thought at least Michigan would put up somewhat of a fight. I thought Georgia would win, but God, love Michigan didn't play like they had a pulse. They really didn't. I mean, that was honestly out of the two games, that was that was the worst one. At least. You know, you really knew it that once you got into the second half with Cincinnati and Alabama, it, it had become really clear that Cincinnati was not going to get anything going on offense. But you still had hope because it was at least, I don't know, they not maybe threat. something. They were at least a threat for, for a good chunk of that game. 
I mean, yeah. Michigan was not a threat after about five minutes. Well, this is typically, in my opinion, one of the things I absolutely loathe, despise, and hate about Jim Harbaugh is he lets his mouth overload his backside. And he, as usual, did it again. You know, just like he did was it two years ago against Alabama in the Citrus Bowl, the only time Alabama's ever missed the playoff. But he ran his mouth. We're going to take it to him, blah, 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 and all this. And Alabama comes out and absolutely skull drags him. So Harbaugh just needs to just coach his football team, make his big salary, and shut up. Okay. Yeah. So, what's the question of the day? Give us a. Sports prediction for 2022 that you think will be a lock. Wow. Let's see. I'll say this. Arkansas State will not be in the college football playoff in 2022. That's, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say that much, and that'll be about probably as, as sure as I've got on anything. Everything else is up for grabs. Has there been any talk of whether or not Oklahoma and Texas are going to get into the SEC this next upcoming season, or is that still kind of in play? I, I have not seen anything, you know, that indicates that that is going to be really early. Um, you know, to, to the best of my knowledge, that's still scheduled for 2025. And and also, to be really clear with you, I haven't looked a lot. You know, I've looked a little bit about whether or not the Sun Belt might get to start its realignment in 2022, but honestly, not as much on the SEC. Interesting. Okie dokie. Well, y'all have a great day. Hope everybody survived the new year. I did. And Miss Lisa, if you're listening, you are my idol uh, heart attack to ESPN. Uh, I have no words, but you're you're awesome. That's all I got for her. There you go. D-Money, thanks for calling. <laughs> have a great day. 9303776, the number to call. Uh, a couple different things D-Money touched on in that conversation you know with that Tennessee game they one of the things that I read you know the ref on the field said the forward progress was stopped and things that are like that things that are judgment calls a lot of times aren't reviewable even though the judgment was wrong so it just made it a a whole mess Um, in terms of the college football playoff semifinals you know we talked over those games weren't good by any stretch and you go back and you look at the finals. You know, we saw two not good games last year. I mean, Alabama pummeled Notre Dame and Ohio State, even though it was a lot more high scoring, pretty much beat the brakes off of Cincinnati. Uh, we saw the year before that, LSU kind of sort of murder Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. they, you put up 60 points. 60 points on your opposition of bowl game, that, that is a butt-kicking and then some. Although, to be fair, at least the other semifinal that year, Clemson and Ohio State was was competitive. But we're, I mean, we're at a rate where we're seeing like <laughs> two, two competitive semifinals every five years. Yeah, which is uh, not, it's not sustaining. It, it has to change. Either you're adding more to add more compelling games and give you the chance for like an Alabama to maybe have an injury or something and get upset, or you just bullet down to two and like I'm I'm fine with that if you strip away the playoff and go back to the BCS because it's not working. Yeah, they are uh, they are honestly unenjoyable. Uh, I tell you what, football scoop tweeting out some Arkansas State staffing news now. Before anybody gets really excited, this is this is news that you all might already know but 
We are seeing it reported from a national outlet for the first time, but we'll tell you about it when we come back. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. It doesn't matter if you need to stock up for a holiday gathering, stock up after a holiday gathering, or pick up something for the grown-up on your gift list. It's always worth the drive to Mr. T's at Riverside. Mr. T's has the coldest beer at the best prices, with more than 200 flavors from around the world. And there are lots of gift sets available this holiday season. And Mr. T's is open 365 days a year. Any time of year, it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. In Cardwell and in Red Onion, Missouri. Mr. T's at Riverside. So you're going to get the best prices from the best dealerships in the region. Central Chevrolet, Central Nissan, Central Toyota, Central Buick GMC, and Central Ford in Truman. The Central family of dealerships, the final days of the year, have been extended through Wednesday, January 5th. Hurry in for your best deal now at Central. Great vision matters, whether you're on the field or in the stands. That's why Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas is here to serve you. Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for a variety of eye conditions. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center also has the most comprehensive selection and expert stylists to find the perfect fit for you to look your game day best. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule your appointment today at our Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pocahontas locations. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. If you haven't joined us for The Drive, you're missing sports talk done a different way. We shine the spotlight on local people making sports news, especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation, and of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on The Drive. Weekdays afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 The Ticket and AM 970 KNEA. I was on my second tour of combat duty when I got injured. After extensive rehab and learning how to use a wheelchair, I started looking for an apartment. But many units had steps and narrow doorways. I fought for freedom and thought I would be free to choose where I live. My husband and I are blessed with two young children. Recently, we thought we had found the perfect apartment online, but the listing said no children. Our dream was to have a family, but now that we've found our dream home, we're being denied because we are a family. After the phone interview, we assumed the apartment was ours. But when we showed up, the manager was quick to say it's no longer available. These individuals all experience some form of housing discrimination. If it happens to you, know what to do. Be informed and aware of your rights. The only way to stop housing discrimination is to report it. Take action and visit hud.gov slash fairhousing. Or call HUD's Housing Discrimination Hotline at 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade still here with you. 9303776 is the number to call. Part of the break, we mentioned some Arkansas State staffing news. And, well, this, by the way, is not breaking news. It's just the first time we've seen it really reported by a national outlet. And it's that Arkansas State and Butch Jones are adding Walt Stewart to the staff. 
He most recently was at the University of... Oh, I went blank. Uh, he was most recently at Temple. Did not scroll far down enough. Uh, and he was a D-line coach there. Of course, we know that Brandon Joyner has decided uh, that he is going to return to Texas and will not be coaching the defensive line next season. So there is a vacancy there. But Stewart, if you were one of the people who kept tabs on recruiting, was a guy that even, gosh, a month ago was being tagged in recruits' tweets. <laughs> So, why would some guy from Temple be tagged on Twitter by A-State commits? And once word started getting out that there was going to be a vacancy there on the D-line, it became pretty clear that Walt Stewart was going to be that guy. Uh, He actually, this is a, you know, kind of a reunited and it feels so good kind of situation. Stewart, his first coaching stop was at Cincinnati under Butch Jones. And actually not his first coaching stop, but that was that was his playing. That was where he played. He played at Cincinnati under Jones. His first coaching stop was as a defensive GA under Jones, and that was at the University of Tennessee. So he's going to have uh, some fun pieces to work with, but also, you know, an area that's going to need a little bit more depth. You know, the interior of the defensive line is is a little bit of a concern because You still don't have the depth there that you really need. And then also, of course, you know, there on on the defensive end spot, it's a big, big question on who is going to step in and fill Jojo Azugo's shoes. You've got some guys who who are potential additions there, but Jojo had a really good year. There are also conversations about where exactly Kevon Bennett is going to be playing this season for the A-State defense, and it could very well be not at defensive end. Uh, moving back to a linebacker position. So Walt Stewart might have his hands full there, replacing two starting defensive ends, trying to figure out the depth in the interior of the defensive line. But, you know, we did see some some gains with that unit um, when it was healthy in terms of being able to get to the opposing quarterbacks, being able to make plays behind the line of scrimmage. So we'll see again how... uh, how that will work. So now we know, again, uh, Marcus Lovings, the running backs coach. That news has been out for a while. Uh, in fact, A-State football has even commented on that. And now it's unofficially official. Remember, it's not official until the university itself makes the announcement. But unofficially official that Walt Stewart is going to be there coaching the defensive line. So now you just wait and see what happens there with defensive backs. Because as of right now, that is the last spot Jones needs to fill on his staff and you hope that's it you know this time of the year still makes you a little bit nervous because there are still just so many staffs across the country that are incomplete after the huge wave of coaching changes that we saw at the end of the 2021 season and so next week sometime in the next week or so is when they have their huge coaching convention and it's just this huge networking event, and you'll see a lot more staffs filled out after that. So we'll continue to monitor what happens for Arkansas State. We've got one more break to take. We'll go ahead and take it and uh, see if we can get caught up on everything we missed today. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three, four. 
It's Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Attention members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Monday night from 6 to 7 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join women's coach Destiny Rogers, men's coach Mike Bellotto, and a special player guest. And listen on 107.9 K5. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Monday night at 6 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Hey, it's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC, and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. Gazaway Ace and Paragould and Jonesboro remind you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop and Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Happy New Year from your friends at the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. And we'll be right here all year long to talk about all the teams you care about. And every weekday, you can join the conversation with the Front Row with Budro from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. So here's to you and a great 2022 from the Ticket Radio network for many americans owning your own business is a dream come true and many business owners rely on help from others to reach their potential that's where score comes in with more than twelve thousand volunteers ready and willing to help businesses succeed score is a nonprofit organization where we provide free business consulting services to people who want to start a business already in business for nearly 50 years SCORE mentors have been helping businesses get off the ground, achieve their goals, and realize their dreams. What's even better than dreams is making a dream come true. Come join us and help tomorrow's business success stories unfold today. Your advice and expertise can make all the difference in the world. I believe one person can make a difference. Small business owners need you. Volunteer your expertise. You've got it. Share it. Volunteer your expertise today at score.org. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone home stretch here. Kara and Kate with you. One day is is not bad. A one day work week is not bad. I think we've done mostly okay today. Not sure about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We've had back to back one day work weeks. We'll see how today goes. This week goes when we ramp it back up to five. Uh, TBD. <laughs> on uh, if we'll still be functional when we get to Friday. 
KavanaughCars.com. Well, it's a topic today, not so much a question, but asking you to give us a sports prediction that you know will be a lock in 2022. From John on Twitter, he says that Rob Manfred will continue to be the worst commissioner in sports, maybe ever, in any sport. The first one, yeah, I feel like that's that's a lock. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, one of the biggest stories coming up in 2022 is going to be how the MLBPA and the MLB owners navigate this current lockout. Um, it's It's been quiet, it seems like, since the lockout happened, but that's not necessarily that much of a surprise. There's so many things going on. Um, but I think, you know, in what has been read or written, you start to get nervous if there's not any kind of progress whatsoever by the beginning of February because that starts to impact spring training. And then you get really, really nervous if there's not any kind of forward progress by March because that is going to impact your season. Uh, and we'll start to see games missed. So you certainly don't hope, uh, you certainly hope that that's, that's not the case. Right now, there's not, you, you don't panic right now. You don't like it that it seems like there is no news out there, no forward progress with getting these two pieces who are very, very far apart, you know, closer together. But it's not time to panic yet. That's what I'm going to tell myself every day when I wake yeah. up and it gets closer to the day that pitchers and catchers should be reporting. I mean, at least we have college baseball, I guess. I mean, that's... We will. It'll start, you know, February, what? I don't have the calendars in front of me, but around February 19th for Arkansas State. It might be 75 degrees on the 18th, but it will be 29 and dry and bitterly cold on February the 19th when Arkansas State baseball starts the season. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, probably. Probably. I am a little worried about the MLB, though. I would like to go to a baseball game this summer, and I'm increasingly <laughs> increasingly concerned that's not going to happen. I think, look, I will tell you this. By summer, it will happen. Because you get it, you get to a certain point in time where, the, where because what at the end of the day is, is driving a lot of these conversations is, is a little bit of greed on both sides, wanting yeah. to make the most money. If you have a situation where you lose multiple games, multiple weeks of a season, after just having that happen two years ago and losing so much revenue in the sport from canceled games and not being able to sell, you know, normal tickets and things like that, some way, somehow, they're not going to let that happen. That's what gives me faith in baseball. Not that uh, these two sides will come together and share in their love of America's game, but that these two sides will come together and share in their love of money and <laughs> make sure yeah. that there's not that many games wiped out. That's what gives me faith. Pure American greed is what gives me faith that the Major League Baseball season will not be impacted too much. Now, I'm not saying we'll see the full 162, but if nothing else, I think we'll see baseball by, I mean, by May. Maybe you miss a month, but by May, it's going to happen. Speak it into existence. I'll take that as my sports prediction. By May, we're going to have baseball. Okay. It'd be nice if it was April. Yeah, it'd be nice if you had spring training and everything went off without a hitch, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. Looking around, other stories, of course, uh, New Year's Eve, the biggest story nationally, although we did have the college football playoffs going on, was, was not that. It was the departure of Betty White from this world, and I think the biggest takeaway from that, and I've seen other people put it much more eloquently than I have, but uh, if you want to take any inspiration from that, you know, just Try and make it a goal that you live to be 99 years old and everybody still thinks that your death is too soon. 
Yeah. Because that certainly seems to be the legacy that, that she left. It's just, uh, you know, you've got somebody who's, who's two weeks shy of their 100th birthday and everybody's just like, oh, no, this is too soon. <laughs> uh, she left us with um, a lot of laughs. I know after I saw that news, I went back and watched some of her performance on Saturday Night Live that had actually been, gosh, eight years, a decade ago that she did that. But it's a great monologue, some great sketches, and uh, a lot of fun. Her comedic timing was was pretty good. Uh, and, of course, you can find numerous clips of that. She was uh, very much an animal lover, uh, no doubt about it. You don't have to look very far to find numerous pictures of her with dogs throughout the yeah. years. Uh, so um, just a, a wonderful, wonderful lady that leaves an incredible incredible legacy of course i've also enjoyed watching how the sports accounts tried to you know relate her passing to sports numbers i think i saw a baseball account that said something along the lines of you know babe ruth hit 550 of his home runs during betty white's lifetime and uh so just uh some pretty pretty interesting notes in seeing how she was remembered over the past few days Coming up this week on the show, again, uh, we do anticipate having some audio for you on tomorrow's show from both of the basketball coaches. Uh, They're going to be doing Zoom, so we'll get to ask them about their start to Sunbelt Conference play. Also do want to mention again, you've got the basketball season premiere coming up tonight of Live with the Red Wolves at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. So that's at 6 o'clock, attention members and guests, and if you can't make it out, you will be able to hear that on 107.9 K-Fine or on your K-Fine app. Not sure about the special guest player, if they're going to be able to do special guest players. I know they were able to do that uh, during the college football season. But I also know that people are keeping tabs on, um, you know, COVID numbers in our region. And they're pretty high right now. So not sure exactly about what the game plan will be there. There's a ton of stories we didn't have time to get to today. Uh <laughs> including some really interesting, uh, just call them antics. I don't know what else you would call them. From Antonio Brown over the weekend. Uh, His career is definitely over with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but something tells me it's not over, over. But interesting. Had a kind of breakdown tantrum on the sideline. And... Bruce Arian saying his time with the Buccaneers is is definitely over. I thought uh, Rob Gronkowski had the best take on Antonio Brown's departure. When he was asked about the exit from the game, Gronk just gave a Gronk answer and said, I don't know. I was out there smashing my head against 300-pound linemen. <laughs> so <laughs> Gronk not exactly able to give us the uh, play-by-play of what happened with Antonio Brown on the sideline. But then again, uh, you can find that video everywhere, so it's not like you necessarily needed the Gronk play-by-play either. Uh, One more quick note before we wrap it up is A-State Baseball reminds you we are exactly six weeks away from the Grand Slam Banquet, so if you're starting to get nervous about baseball, hey, there is still college baseball on the way. Six weeks from today, Jason Isringhausen. The guest speaker there at the Grand Slam Banquet. Always a phenomenal, phenomenal event. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, we made it through two hours. Not so sure about five days, but we made it through two hours. Thanks for tuning in. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive. 
At 3 o'clock, have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great day. Thank you.